0: i'm chris carter the locked on steelers podcast on today's episode we'll talk about what the real priority of the steelers offense needs to be in this week and the final three games of the season as well as patrick peterson's position flip and if it could benefit the steelers for more than just a couple games here let's get into it you are locked on steelers your daily pittsburgh steelers podcast part of the locked on podcast
1: network your team every day
0: Hello welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Steelers fans. We talked about a few of the things that I'm going to mention in this show on our grades segment especially as it pertains to the offensive line. But I want to talk about an overarching theme that needs to be a focal point for the Steelers in not just this upcoming game against the Bengals, which is a must win if they want to have any hope at the playoffs, but for the games after to set themselves up for either the playoffs if they make it or setting them up for next year. And that's about focusing your priorities in your offense on the right things and on your real players that you plan on building with moving forward. This is bigger than just trying to win right now anymore. This is bigger than trying to get things to click this year. That time has passed as far as trying to see if you guys could build any consistency. We could t- we can go back to all the different episodes where I was like, okay, this is the week. You, you had a decent week last week. Can you build on it? Can you build some consistency? That never happened. So right now, your primary goal, if you're the Steelers, if you want to tr- try to spark any success to get anything going in the last few games, you need to lean on the players. That you, that you think or you know you can count on to be a big part of your team next year and moving on. Lean on the players that you think are going to be central to this offense when it does get everything clean, when you do get the right offensive coordinator, when you make a couple more good investments to make sure the offensive line is right, or when you think you get the quarterback that you want if you don't think Kenny Pickett is it. Whatever it needs to be, what, you know, whatever that is, you want to lean on those guys right now. And what I mean by that is – if you're a Steelers team and this is I want to preface this by saying I am not saying that any of these guys are lost causes but I'm saying that if you're if you're the Steelers if you're Mike Tomlin if you're you know if you if you're putting together a game plan for the Steelers right now and you feel like George Pickens is just out on the team. And if you feel like he's not focusing enough and you're never going to be able to fix him, then you need to figure out who you're going to be able to focus on in these games. That means maybe targeting Pat Frymuth more in the game. Maybe if you think Deontay Johnson's that guy, get the ball, get the ball to him. But get find ways to get the ball to Jalen Warren and Najee Harris more if you think they're the guys. But whoever those guys are. Make them the priority in these upcoming games. And I say that because when I talk to George Pickens, there's still a lot of talent in that guy. And I don't think that the Steelers should necessarily give up on him, but they have to determine, as Alan and I talked about in yesterday's episode, if George Pickens is giving up on himself as far as, you know, you know, being able to be part of the team and taking accountability for when he makes mistakes. And uh, we talked to him. Uh, yesterday in the locker room on 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 Tuesday and uh, we asked him about you know the block with Jalen Warren he said he was trying to protect himself because he saw how Tank Dell got rolled up on and that's how he got injured out for the season uh and then you know we asked him about the conversation that he supposedly had with Mike Tomlin uh, he said there was no conversation and then we were clarified later that there was a conversation and he just misunderstood what we were asking him and it seems just it just seems like George Pickens, is having a real rough time adjusting to all the struggles in the offense and that's not something that you that you want to see better responses from him in those moments and granted he's very young And we knew that there were some, you know, some some mental, you know, maturity questions of him coming coming into the draft when the when the Steelers picked him, and that's why he was uh, a second round pick instead of a first uh, on top of his on top of his leg injury. But I think that with a guy like Pickens, you need to see out of him if he's going to respond well, if he's going to fight through the uh, through the tough moments, through the bad days. That's the stuff that builds you moving forward to see that you can find um you can find the guys that will be there when everything is going right and that's what the steelers need to find right now this is the steelers are 7 and 7 they are by no means dead they're they're playing like they're dead if they continue to play like they have been the last 3 games they will be dead very soon but they're not in a position right now where they they're completely out of the playoffs there's no hope and there's nothing to play for right now there's still something very much alive in front of them and that's where Mike Tomlin needs to push to see who responds the best in in these moments, because I, I you know, I think I think back to how. You know the, the Steelers, they weren't in the position where nothing mattered, but when you saw in the 2012 and 2013 seasons, you saw guys like David DiCastro stepping up, guys like Marcus Gilbert stepping up, guys who started to figure things out. That's where we started to learn who Antonio Brown was uh, in, in those times, and it was those guys that that stepped into the key roles that made the middle 2010s offense become such a boom for the Steelers in, in those years. I think back to even further further back uh, with Bill Cowher, you look at like the late 90s and the early 2000s. That's where Hines Ward made his name. If you think about it, and for Hines Ward, it was all about, uh, you know, it, it, he was he was fighting through having, you know, uh, a Cordell Stewart who wasn't always at his best, uh, Tommy Maddox who was struggling. But no matter what happened, you knew Hines Ward was going to bring it. You knew he was going to set a tone for the rest of the guys in the offensive room. That's what you need to find right now in this offense. Who's going to set that tone? Who's going to who's going to rise to the occasion? They don't have to win every game. They don't have to lead, you know, have the game-winning catch. They don't have to have, you know, 200 yards on the ground or 300 yards in the air, whatever. They need but they need to to hold each other accountable. They need to step up and execute in the moment and set the tone for other guys to meet them. That is what has to happen in these final games. And I think that a big part of this is making sure that your offensive game plan runs through whoever you think those guys are. If you think it's Najee Harris or Jalen Warren, get get them the ball more. Find ways to to not just hand the ball off to them, throw it to them in space, get them chances to to make plays, and 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 build off that. If you think Pat Frymer part of that plan, get him the ball more. Um, if you think Kenny Pickett's part of that plan, don't rush him back. But when he's when he's back. Give, give, it, give him the space to, to, to be able to be aggressive and, to, and, and kind of push the offense the way, the, the way that he is. Whoever is your guy for the future, make sure you put it on them. And the same thing goes for the offensive line. Um, you know, Alan and I talked about this. The time for Dan Moore Jr.'s experiment of three years is, is done. He's playing so terribly, he's unplayable at this point. The whole point of Dan Moore Jr. was to be the left tackle who didn't kill you, who was just not a liability and could just be kind of just hold, hold it down at his position so that he, he wasn't killing you. And now he is killing you. So as as we suggested in yesterday's episode, move Broderick Jones to left tackle because that's ultimately where you want him anyways. Put Sakura for back at right tackle, you know, and, and see and see how that goes. Because Dan Dan Moore is not playable, but you need to start putting Broderick Jones in the position where you expect him to be for the next ten plus years in this franchise. The reason you traded up and, and got him in the first place, I understood before when you were trying to put uh, him at right tackle because you felt like maybe Dan Moore was better at left than Chuk was at right and Broderick Jones at right. Uh, you know would kind of would kind of make still still be something that he could grow on but at the time for that is over the time for those experiments are done get the, get that out of the way focus on how, on on how, on how to build with the guys that you want to build with in the spots that you think that you're ready to build with there and that also includes guys like James Daniels you know at, at right guard Isaac Salmolo at left um and you know start preparing your roster in the off season to go get the center and the other offensive tackle that you think can complete the offensive line and in the same time when it comes to the offensive playmakers start getting the guys you know play, start looking at guys that you, that you plan to keep around and then see who you want to add to this to this to this roster uh and who needs to, what position needs to be a, the the highest priority over the others because center and offensive tackle are right up there but I wouldn't rule out wide receiver as being a need for this Steelers team with the way that things have gone lately uh th- this year and I think that as well as quarterback with the way that things have gone this year so all that to be to be said that's where the priority needs to be right now See who see who your guys really are in the positions you think that they're going to be for the long haul in your franchise and go from there this week. And if you win that way, great. If you don't, well, you, 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 at, least, at least you're taking that shot and trying to see and learn that instead of loo- instead of losing without figuring that out, and that's something that can actually be productive for the long term for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whatever happens at the end of the season, but there's another key player who might be in a be switching to a position that might work for them long term on the defensive side of the ball. I'll talk about Patrick Peterson because I had an interesting conversation with him today in this or excuse me yesterday in the Steelers in the Steelers locker room where we got to talk about his future at safety and whether or not this could change things we'll talk about that here on the locked on Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter stick with us we got a lot to discuss we'll be right back But first, we're going to remind you today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prizes, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, and it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, and getting just being lucky to hit the lottery on the just the exact right lineup, all Prize Picks is asking you to do is just look at two to six players that you think you know how they're going to perform, and all they're going to say is, hey, we're giving you a stat projection for them. All you have to do to win is pick more or less on those two to six players. It makes Prize Picks the fun and new and fun and easy new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. And with basketball season underway, they have specials leagues where you can combine players from different sports. For example, if you think that Travis Kelsey's and, and Lebron James will combine between their three pointers made and their receptions made in their next games at, t- at more than 10 and a half. Then you can start watching your winnings roll in on Prize Picks. And Prize Picks also offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who, ex- who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in, in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Prize Picks includes also the NFL, the NBA, NHL, college sports, and so much more. Download the Prize Picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy. Sports and go to prizepicks.com slash locked NFL to use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We switch topics real quick to uh, go to the defensive side of the ball because the Steelers are destroyed at safety right now. Demonte KZ is out for the year until we see about his suspension appeal. Does it get lessened? We don't know. I doubt that even if it does get lessened, I bet he's at least out out this game. Uh, Make Fitzpatrick is out indefinitely for this game. Uh, or he's dealt definitely out for this game. We don't know how he'll bounce back next week. Keanu Neal is on injured reserve. Mike Tomlin said that there's no update there. So you're now down the, your top three safeties. We don't know how Trenton Thompson will be this week, and Elijah Riley, who was even the team's fifth safety, uh, is trying to come back on injured reserve. So you're down to basically Miles Killibrew and the guy who filled in at safety with Miles Killibrew. Patrick Peterson. And even before Miles Kittlewood came out there, it was Thompson and Peterson playing safety and Levi Wallace, along with Joey Porter Jr. at cornerback. And that was an interesting switch to see for the Steelers. Because if you remember way back when, when the Steelers signed Patrick Peterson, we pondered on this very show, would that be the move? Would that be the thing that Patrick Peterson could eventually just switch to and then his speed, all the things that people will say, like, well, he's he doesn't have it anymore. All that goes away. Guys like Charles Woodson did that for the Packers. Guys like Rod Woodson did 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 that for uh for the the Ravens after his time with the Steelers. And it's something that I think that is a is a natural thing that can happen if you are a just a great defensive back that knows the game and wants to keep playing there. It was something that people suggested that Joe Hayden should try to do for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the end of his career. Um, and it seems like Patrick Peterson's getting that chance, and I have to say just looking at the tape he didn't do anything extraordinary like he didn't you know he, he didn't have an interception or anything like that but he looked like a natural fit and he looked like he was at least able to limit you know that they the, you know the places the colts never went after him at safety and i thought that that was actually kind of a good sign there and for patrick peterson you, you know, you're coming out, you're coming into, the, you're coming into this year. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to bring along the rook. Well, Joey Porter Jr. is a starter now. And next year, they're going to get back Corey Trice. I imagine that they're going to see how he, how he looks in camp. I also can imagine that they would probably draft another cornerback or sign another cornerback in the off season to replace Levi Wallace and probably a person who's younger, faster, and can fit the profile of what they want uh, in, in a, in a cornerback uh, for, for, for next year. So if you're Patrick Peterson, you could be part of that or, you could move to the position that this team absolutely does need for the future, because you could keep around Keanu Neal, make if it's Patrick's going to be the guy, but I don't know what their plan is necessarily with a Demonte KZ. And if Patrick Peterson can transition to a role where he's helping at safety, that can make him very valuable to the Steelers. And next year, his cap hit is $9.7 million. That's a lot of money to be pay- paying for a guy. If he's not contributing a whole lot though, I will say this, he has gotten better at the cornerback position as the year went on. I think the first, Three or four games, there were some major questions there. But once he fit in with the defense, Patrick Peterson has been a valuable resource for this for the Steelers. You can go look up his tape. You can go look up his, his analytics. I, I think that it all it, that all translates. But the question would be: Would he be nine point seven million dollars worth of a cornerback next year in twenty twenty four? Another year old uh, for for him, and maybe the the answer is maybe he's not just a cornerback. Maybe he's, maybe he's your next safety that you pair with Mika Fitzpatrick. Maybe he's the guy that you kind of move around in the box a little bit more and have him take up different responsibilities because he has that veteran savvy. And that could be an open lane up to, uh, up to one, fill a safety spot without having to reinvest a, a high draft pick to go get a guy there. Maybe you draft a, a guy in the middle rounds or the late rounds that you think – can grow into the position uh, or you sign another guy for a chief that you think you can, that you can grow into the position, but Patrick Peterson could give that uh, could, could give that uh, a definitely a definite boost to that position. If he fits in there, we got to see how he plays in this, in this next game and probably the few games after. Cause uh, I don't, I am not sure if KZ will be back. And even if make of Patrick returns, I, I think that they could end up, putting Patrick Peterson back there with, uh, with make Fitzpatrick a little bit longer, but I got a chance to talk to Patrick Peterson, as well as a few of us, a few of other members of the media in the Steelers locker room. Here was Patrick Peterson. We were talking to him and asking him about his comfort level at the safety position. Here was Patrick Peterson, in the Steelers locker room on Tuesday.
1: You were going on in your career that that's how you would end up. Um, Honestly, no. Um, But the order that I did get, you know, if I wanted to play this game at a, you know, for much longer than, I planned on playing. Um, I did feel that that move was going to be necessary, right, right. and I feel, happened. yeah, and I feel like it's a great move for me at this state of my career. We got some, some really, really good corners on this roster that that I feel that can really be the cornerstone of this team here in the future. So I, this might be my uh, my second career. <laughs> How long did you think you would play? Did you have any? Fifteen was always no my goal, kid. Mm-hmm. And what are you? Twelve. Thirteen. Go. <laughs> I got two minutes, guy. I got to get the meetings. Oh, oh,
0: just, I was just going to as far as, like, Joe, what has he shown that you, that you can trust him to do so many different things now?
1: His confidence. His confidence and his willing, his willingness to to want to take on that challenge. You know, you, you don't find a lot of young guys like that coming into the league with that mentality. I tell them all the time, remind me of myself um, a lot because I had some of the same responsibilities that he have right now as a rookie. So, it's just only the sky is just the limit for him. He's only going to continue to get better. His confidence is going to continue to grow, and uh, I just want him to continue to lean on me to to help him, you know, find his way uh, through this journey.
0: Mike Tomlin talked about. I apologize for this earlier question. He talked about the importance of getting the things that you guys know can play can play really fast. Is that something you see doable? That can make a lot
1: of changes. One hundred percent. You know, because we have so many new faces on the on the defensive side of the ball, so. We don't want to have the communication part be a uh, hindering us in a sense to uh, slowing us down. So we just want to make calls, guys line up, play the call, play fast, and let's see what happens.
0: How much longer You say 15 years. Do you think you can beat that now if you, if you make the full transition essentially? Yeah,
1: I think I can so
0: i think it's really interesting you know patrick peterson he's always kind of said that too if you've asked him for years he wanted to play 15 years in the nfl it's always been like a goal of his if you if you looked at looked at his career um and you know transition to safety is one thing that can lengthen your career as a cornerback especially when you're a guy who's like probably a hall of fame cornerback like patrick peterson when you look at his overall numbers and how long he's played in the game and how good he's been in the game um so I, I imagine Peterson if things if he feels like things can are, are turning in the right way for him health wise and right now he seems pretty healthy I think that could be something that works in his favor and works in the Steelers favor uh, if he's able to transition there because then if he's solid there and again he's not going to be a, a game breaker safety for the for the Steelers that's Mika Fitzpatrick but imagine if Patrick Peterson was the guy that freed up Mika Fitzpatrick to go to go back to being the center fielder that made him the star that he, that he became for the Steelers Mika Fitzpatrick Yet to record an interception this year, and that's that's that, that that's hurting the team. And part of that was, and we criticized, I criticized this early on in the season, uh, why saying why is he not being allowed to play, being allowed to just play back in his traditional free safety role, and thinking like, hey, like you're you're not you're not helping the team. Uh, when you're when when you're putting Minka Fitzpatrick in in those spots, but then when we started to see all the problems over the middle part of the field, especially when the injuries started to to, to pile up at linebacker, I was like, okay, I kind of get it because he's moving all over the place and he's helping mask up other problems in in the defense right right now. Um, So I kind of got that. But imagine if the Steelers got back to having a position where you didn't have to have him do that. And if Patrick Peterson can be part of it, because it's not just his play, it's his ability to communicate. And and one of the questions I asked there was two, uh, or two of the questions I I asked there. One, does, does he think that he can help as far as speeding, you know, helping other players on the field play faster. And he talked about that being, you know, part of his goal. But he also, I also asked him, what gives you the confidence? In, in, or what, 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 what have you seen out of Joey Porter Jr. Says that he's ready to kind of run the cornerbacks uh, and be the lead guy there. And he said, it's, it's confidence in this swagger. And that was part of what they brought Patrick Peterson in for was to try to help Joey Porter grow. And I think he has grown and sure. He has a lot more growing to do. He takes penalties when he shouldn't sometimes. And we also give him a two skull grade for the, for the last game. But I think by and large I think most Steelers fans can can recognize Joey Porter Jr has been a good draft pick in his first year and he's been a solid investment by the team and he's and he's coming along. If Patrick Peterson can help the safety position and while still being a resource for a guy like Joey Porter to talk to and a guy like, you know, a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick to communicate with and who knows, maybe even an, a rookie safety that they draft to be the next long-term safety that pairs with Minkah Fitzpatrick. If he can do all those things, it makes a lot of sense to move him to safety and it could end up being something that works out for the steelers in the long run but we have to see how he plays in these last three games before we get ahead of ourselves and declare him the next uh Sailor safety for the next two three years or however much longer he thinks he can play in the nfl we'll talk about a few more things here and especially what's going on at quarterback mason ruff spoke to reporters on tuesday so we'll get to hear we'll get to talk about what you know, where, where we see where things are with him and if kenny pickett can come back and should he come back even if he can all that more here on the lockdown Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, stick with us. But first, I want to remind you that this show is also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the app you can download right to your phone to buy tickets to your favorite events without it being a stressful process. Trust me, there's plenty of times where, especially when I when I haven't bought a tickets out for something way out in advance, that I've had that I've looked looked around and saying, "How am I going to get the best deal on tickets at the last, at the last minute?" Sometimes you're driving up to the venue and you see people selling tickets on the street, scalpers. You think, "Oh, I can get a great deal there." Or you go up to the ticket booth and you're thinking, "Man, I, I'm not so sure this is this is the best price I can get here." It's just what they're selling me at the at the window. Well, that's where Game Time comes in because Game Time will help you beat the windows and and the scalpers because what Game Time does is it gets you the best prices and it lets you see all the prices that you that you can compare it with all at the same time and you're not getting cheated out of those out of those details because unlike with scalpers you can actually see in the app on that you download right to your phone with Game Time you can see where, where the view from your seats you can see what you're actually going to be able to see so you're not getting scammed and you're also not overpaying and they're so confident that their prices are the best prices around they give you a best price. Guarantee. If you go on game time, buy tickets for an event, and then you see that tickets were in the same section and row that were for were for less somewhere else on a different place. You can use that. Go to GameTime and say, hey, I I need 110% of uh, credit uh, of of the difference of those prices. And GameTime will give it to you because they're that confident that you're going to get the best price every time you use GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase or go to their website, GAMETIME.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account. Redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Uh, we're continuing the show here. I want to talk about the quarterback situation at least a little bit. I didn't want to lead with it because I feel like people are, and I feel like even I'm kind of getting tired about, you know, talking about the backup quarterback situation. Um, you know, we acknowledge Rudolph is going to start this game unless Kenny Pickett is healthy. We'll see how that how that progresses uh, for, the, for the Steelers. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think that it's it's going to be an interesting week to see a few things. One, as we talked about with Kenny Pickett, Kenny has been a guy, even when I covered him in college, who could come back from an injury and play some inspiring football. And we've seen it this year, even after after his game uh, against against the Texans. Came back seven days later. People were, were saying there's no way that he'll be back with the way that hit that he took in that Texans game. There was a game-winning touchdown against the Ravens in a win that flipped around uh the Steelers season after they started off two and two, and then also delivered a really solid performance against the against the Rams. Uh and then uh, heck, uh, you know, after, after, after the Jaguars game, he got hurt in that game. People wondered if he'd come back, came in, came in, led a solid performance against the Titans. Then he won that game and the Packers game. So he's come back from injuries before. And even in college, and I think we talked about this with Allen a little bit on yesterday's episode i covered Pitt in 2020 when they were when they were started off really well started to fade in the middle part of the season kenny pickett's out for like three weeks no one knew what was going on because in college you, you don't have to tell people about injuries so we weren't sure what was going on we heard that eventually he had a surgery and then all of a sudden tallahassee they're playing for florida, florida state in a must-win game he comes he comes back leads them to a big win um and and, and you know helps them have a much better push at the end of that season that's very much kenny pickett He is an extremely tough player. Now, he takes injuries. I think that you know his body isn't built like Ben Roethlisberger's where Ben Roethlisberger, he could take four or five hits and just keep moving. I think Kenny, he's tough enough to battle through it and to focus through it, but his body doesn't let him absorb the kind of punishment that Ben Roethlisberger did, especially in the early part of his career. So that's what you have to ask yourself right now. If you're the Steelers and it's you know, we asked Mike Tomlin and he basically made it clear, like, look, if Kenny Pickett can't protect himself out there, he's not going out there. And that's that that's something that's something that there. But you also have to ask yourself. Are, are you protecting Kenny Pickett also for, for next year as well? Because you're not just protecting him from himself, you also want to make sure that Kenny Pickett is healthy next next season. Instead of you know if he suffers a major injury that gives him a full setback and he can't work out during part of the off and that slows his, his progress down. And the next year you're having all these questions going into training camp. Can he practice? That's something that has to factor into this decision. And I, in, in my opinion, but I also think the Steelers' doc Mike Thomas made it clear the Steelers' doctors determined that he doesn't. They're not pushing Kenny to, to come back early. They're just seeing how, how how he how he plays. And he did practice in a limited fashion on um, on Tuesday, as per the Steelers injury report. So that's that's there. But Mason Rudolph, also a guy, not that they're planning to make him the future or, any, or anything. Mason Rudolph, and I've, I said this on Twitter, and I, I felt like Mason Rudolph has handled all of the things that he's gone up against in his career with class, um, because and not to say that he, you know, that he he deserves sympathy or anything like that. Uh, but this is a guy who, when he came in, he was starting to build something in the Steelers' offense in 2019. Got crushed by Earl Thomas. Came back from that injury, started to build again. Then got, you know, hit over the head by Miles Garrett. Uh, didn't recover too well after that. And then even when he came back in after that, after he was benched for Duck Hodges, um, he he went back in. And then he got his collarbone broken. And then since then, Ben Roethlisberger played. Um, he lost his only start in uh, in in 20 in 2020. Uh, and then in 2021 he tied he tied the lines in the game where he actually wasn't all, all, all that all that bad in, in, the, in the in that game but Mason Rudolph is a guy who I think can protect the football can get you the deep ball and can at least give, give you the shots he's not going to make all the plays but if you' if your team can play the way that this Steelers team was built to play and that's being able to run the football, being able to play defense, you can win a couple games with him and maybe even against this Bengals team. I'm I, I right now I'm not picking the Steelers to win because I think the Bengals are doing a, a, a lot of really good things with Jake Browning and they're able to make, make, make that work. And also I'm just not sure if the Steelers have the the consistency on either side of the ball right now. And on the offensive side, that's purely execution because the, the line has to be better. The running backs have to be better. The, you know, everyone has to be better. There defense, they're, they're hurt up in a bad way. And, we're talking about Patrick Peterson and maybe Trenton Thompson being your starting starting safeties in this game with Miles back backing them up. That's a tough place to be in if you're a, if you're a secondary. And then imagine if like another injury happens to the secondary. What what who else is going to have to jump back and play play safety for the Steelers? That's a, those are real problems that I think the Steelers are going to have to have to face in this game. But when it comes to the quarterback position, I think that Mason can at least give you that chan- that chance to win in in this moment. And if he wins it for you, great. It's very it's very akin to how Charlie Batch came in at the end of the 2013 season and beat the Ravens and kept them from winning the division and kept the Steelers' playoff hopes alive another another week. Uh, you know, A guy, long-time backup, though much longer than Mason Rudolph was, um, I think that there's there's something to build upon there, and I think that, that there's something to even root for there if, if you're the Steelers to kind of get get that moment uh, for for not just for Mason, but for this team to find some stroke of confidence uh, towards the end of the season, and again start to build up and see who what what are the things that we can take with us to next year. Uh, however, you feel about the coaching situation, you want at least the players to have something to 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 feel like they're building off of at the end of the season. So for for right now. Uh, if if Kenny can't protect himself, if he can't, if he can't be, you know, be mobile and, and move around, you go with Mason, Mason Rudolph. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if Mason Rudolph wasn't completely terrible in this game because he has he's had some really bad moments. Um, but I, I do think that at some point you are trying to protect Kenny Pickett so that you can see Kenny Pickett and get a real a chance to evaluate, OK, Where is he going into next year, and do you need to find the next answer? Personally, I think that even if you see some progress of Kenny Pickett when he comes back from injury, if you're in the right position and one of those top quarterbacks that you really like are, are sitting there, you can't afford to pass it up because the Steelers need to find a franchise quarterback and soon. We'll talk more about this on the Locked On Steelers podcast tomorrow for Crossover Thursday when I'm joined by James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Thanks again for tuning in to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critique. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for all that. And find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday every single week. We thank you for all those who make us your your first listen every day because we're your team every day. Tune back in for Locked On Steelers tomorrow. We'll see you here on Crossover Thursday.